Amanda Wright podcast. This is your special time. You're listening to the official podcast of Amanda Wright. This is your special time. Sharing suggestions and insight for your happier, healthier, inspired life. I'm coming to you today from Perth in beautiful, sunny Western Australia. Nobody wants anything from you right now, so tune in and enjoy this episode. You'll find me on www.hypnogenie.com.au and on all the podcast channels. Hypnogenie is spelled H-Y-P-N-O-G-E-N-I-E, Amanda Wright Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of This Is Your Special Time with renowned hypnotherapist Amanda Wright, a specialist in weight loss, anxiety, children's hypnosis, including ADHD and sleep issues. I'm your host, Richard Sinclair, and in this episode, we'll be looking at a fascinating and unusual hypnosis specialty, self-soothing, particularly for children. Good evening, Amanda. Good evening. It's a real pleasure to have you with us tonight. So this is an area many people might not be aware of, and it sounds quite comforting. But what is self-soothing? Self-soothing refers to any behaviour an individual uses to regulate their emotional state by themselves. Self-soothing behaviours are often developed in the early years of life and are repetitive and habitual in nature. They're methods used by a child for calming and comforting. Self-soothing behaviours are often identifiable across a lifespan and it's not uncommon for adults to continue to engage in self-soothing behaviours. They're developed during childhood and many of these behaviours do diminish in time and with self-awareness. What's some examples of self-soothing behaviours that people might be more familiar with? Well today Richard, I'd really like to focus particularly on children The kind of things we often see with children are thumb-sucking or finger-sucking, snuggling or moving rhythmically. You often see a baby moving its head gently on the pillow when it's young. Sucking objects like silicon soothers or sucking other objects or clothing Rubbing objects, feeling the texture of them like a blanket or hugging a favourite toy. We sometimes see children rocking, smoothing their skin or hair twirling is quite common as well. Some kids do things that are more likely to be considered antisocial in nature. Some children pick at their hair or their eyebrows or their eyelashes. Some children pick at their skin or bite or suck their skin or chew or bite objects. Some masturbate or hit themselves. Some of these self-soothing behaviours can lead to harm. That's interesting, Amanda, but where do self-soothing behaviours come from? Some self-soothing behaviours 
start in the womb. They're behaviours that have been practised even before birth. I remember seeing an ultrasound of my daughter sucking her thumb and the nurse commenting that this was a self-soothing behaviour. She recommended an oral soother for my daughter. And it's interesting to note that this self-soothing behaviour already existed before she came into this world. It seems that this has always interested me, this self-soothing behaviour. A response to improve a physical or emotional condition. And when she was born, one of the very first things she did was suck her thumb. So oftentimes, babies in the womb innately know how to self-soothe. I guess my own experience with my daughter has always been a fascination of mine. Perhaps this is why I'm drawn to learn more about this subject and to help as many children cultivate positive self-soothing behaviours. So self-soothing, it seems, can cover quite a range of behaviours. That's right, Richard. While many of these behaviours are harmless and even endearing, especially when their children are young, they seem to fall into three different types of categories. Here's just a few examples of the very long list of self-soothing behaviours that I've been involved in with hypnotherapy. Physical acts like thumb or finger sucking, hair twirling, or having a favourite toy that seems to be irreplaceable and goes everywhere with the child, creating a kind of dependence. Sensory types of engagement. When I was young, I used to have a satin ribbon on my blanket and I used to rub it on my face. And even now I find that feeling of a satin ribbon or a silk scarf on my face to be very pleasurable. Sensory types of engagements. Some children find relief in sensory textures and tactile materials, fabrics or objects and movements. And three, destructive habits like nail biting, hair chewing, skin picking or cuticle picking. So tell us, Amanda, what's the science behind self-soothing behaviours? It appears, Richard, that several factors are part of this behaviour. Emotional regulation. These behaviours offer an outlet for overwhelming emotions or situations. Stressful transactions. Changes in situations at school or home where children seek comfort in familiar habits. Traumatic experiences, experiencing distressing events can increase these self-soothing tendencies quite dramatically in some instances. Sensory needs, some children find relief or pleasure in sensory relief, in tactile sensations or rhythmic movements. And possibly medical conditions, a sudden onset of self-soothing behaviour may indicate an underlying medical condition. For example, a tick behaviour is one of these. 
So it's important to remind listeners that self-soothing is often a way for a child to cope with stress, discomfort or anxiety. Many of these behaviours are harmless. However, there are instances where they can become socially inappropriate or injurious or detrimental to the child. Parents should become aware of these behaviours and when necessary, guide their child to a healthier alternative or seek further assistance. Some behaviours resolve themselves and some need intervention. But as a parent, you will usually know how your child behaves and get a sense of how much intervention or change is needed. It's important for parents to seek and understand the behaviour's origins, engaging in open dialogue with your child about what's going on. You're the ones who know them the best. Asking them how they feel and, of course, observing your beautiful child, becoming aware of what may be driving these behaviours. So tell us, Amanda, what's the science behind self-soothing behaviours? Self-soothing behaviours are linked to the brain's reward system. Activities that children find soothing often activate the brain's reward system. Specifically, they release dopamine. This neurotransmitter is associated with feelings of pleasure and satisfaction. By engaging in self-soothing behaviours, children are, in essence, stimulating their own reward pathways, offering them a sense of comfort and perhaps a sense of control. The amygdala, the part of the brain responsible for emotions, particularly fear, fight and flight responses, plays a critical role in self-soothing. And when children are exposed to stress, the amygdala can become hyperactive. Soothing techniques often aim to calm this part of the brain, transitioning the child from a state of distress to one of relaxation. It's quite a natural process, really. Thanks, Amanda. And if parents are concerned that these self-soothing behaviours might be getting out of control or not good for the child, how can hypnotherapy help them? Fortunately, Richard, there's lots of ways that hypnotherapy can help. Hypnotherapy is a therapeutic process which uses a wide range of techniques that work with the subconscious mind, offering solutions for regulating self-soothing behaviours in children. Its role in addressing and managing these behaviours is effective and often deeply transformational. Hypnotherapy works at a subconscious level. The repository of our habits, memories and beliefs, it bypasses the critical conscious part of the brain, allowing a direct dialogue with the deeper behaviours and feelings. Hypnotherapy techniques address the root causes of the reactions to certain stimuli or experience that encourage self-soothing behaviours, in this instance. 
Understanding the need for self-soothing in children is the first step to addressing it. As a highly skilled clinical hypnotherapist, I can guide a child by retracing their emotional steps to discover the emotional triggers and the origin of the behaviours. Once the root cause is established, those difficult unsettling experiences or trauma can be reframed, that is, seen in a different light, reducing the impact, power and influence over the child's behaviour. Hypnotherapy is not just about eliminating negative behaviours, it's about modifying behaviour or reinforcing positive change and new positive behaviours. A lot of parents bring their children to see me because of anxiety. A change in behaviour or a noticed increase in self-soothing behaviours. Positive self-soothing behaviours can be learned and assist anxious children to become less anxious, to feel more in control. We often see this interplay between anxiety and self-soothing. Stressful transitions may also promote an increase in self-soothing behaviours. At the beginning of the school year, I notice an increase in parents seeking my assistance. Often when children start school, they are in need of some new self-soothing, confidence-building techniques. This is also true when children move house or there are changes in the family situation, like new babies or parents separating. These are the types of significant life events that impact on your child. Self-soothing behaviours are more likely to become more apparent at this time and it's preferable that these behaviours are positive in nature. Traumatic experiences can exacerbate these tendencies too. Some children are real sensory seekers and they feel relief in specific tactile sensations or movements. It's rather interesting to watch a child. Some of them like to stay still, while others are always looking for something to feel and touch. We're all different, and different things appeal to different children. But there seems to be a natural flow with most children of the thing that they find most self-soothing and enjoyable. There are instances where a significant increase in self-soothing might require the intervention of a medical practitioner, especially if the practice is harmful or leads to medical conditions such as skin infections, bruising, broken skin, or an understanding of the origins of what condition sits behind these behavioural changes. Fortunately, the outcomes of hypnotherapy for these type of behaviours are very positive and far-reaching. Hypnotherapy helps in a number of ways. Firstly, it may be through teaching children relaxation and positive suggestions that they can learn and use themselves so that they feel more in control. Secondly, 
We can also look at the root cause of these behaviours because sometimes as children get older, their self-soothing behaviours become less socially acceptable. Thirdly, it helps children to develop healthier coping mechanisms by using hypnotherapy and reinforcing positive behaviours while diminishing adverse ones. I often work with children where they tell me the story of what has recently happened and I ask them how it made them feel. Children are very insightful and with their knowledge and drawing skills, we piece together the events around the change or the new feelings. Sometimes we use emotional symbols to explain how the feeling is represented and understood. It's always a fascinating story and we draw it on our special whiteboard. Many children are very actively involved in this process and by mapping this process, they begin to see what change is needed. It's a very helpful way of reinforcing what went on and what needs to change. Essentially, their story. With a little encouragement, they'll often tell the story which will outline why their behaviour has changed and why they've increased self-soothing behaviours. They also talk about what they would like to see for themselves with a little bit of encouragement sometimes. This is so helpful in identifying the root cause and then finding solutions to address the root cause of the behaviour. Well, thanks for giving us your insights today. In this special edition of the Amanda Wright Hypnotherapy Podcast, this is your special time. This is your host, Richard Sinclair, with Amanda Wright. Thanks for listening in today, and we'll see you again soon. Amanda Wright Podcast. This is your special time. Thanks for listening to this official podcast of Amanda Wright. This is your special time. I hope you've enjoyed our time together of me sharing suggestions and insights for you, for your happier, healthier, inspired life. Have a fabulous week, feeling absolutely fantastic, better than you felt in ages. And be sure to tune in next time. You'll find me on www.hypnogenie.com.au and on all the podcast channels.